We're here uh, doing a review. Just got an email. We're live. We're doing a review of the Brazilian FMX contest for lack of uh, me having any idea what it was called until I just talked to Javier, which is the whole reason of this. So it's called Dual de Motos. Right, Javier? Hold on, there we go. Hey, we didn't have your... We didn't have your... Man, I'm pretty tough. Let me put a pillow under my pants and look taller. You can just... Now, now you can see what's going on. Alright, so this is... Um, basically, uh, you went to Brazil to do this FMX contest. Says this, this is not the first year of it, you said? Yeah, I mean, they've been doing this contest for like over 10 years in different cities. Uh, maybe the last uh, five, six years they, they went uh, big and started bringing like actual international riders that can compete against the, the local riders. Before they used to take like American riders and some other country riders there, but they were never up to the level of the contest. Like, it was always like favoring the, the local riders. And, uh, a few years, four or five years ago, they started taking like higher, higher riders, higher level riders. That, oh, that, that's actually French practice that day when she crashed on the front flip. Those front flip ramps are really tricky. He actually succeeded on the first one. It was perfect. And on this one, he cased a little bit, which sent them over the bars. We had uh, several discussions about how the landing was not proper for the setup they had, because it was a profit ramp and a circuit ramp set up to the same landing. And I told them that that, that wasn't going to work. But, uh, no, what do I know? I've just been doing this for 20 years. What, um, the, was it more of a 120-foot ramp landing, or was it more of a front? Because like, I would assume front flips, you want it real steep. Huh? No, no, really. You actually want a little bit of a just in case you over-rotate or under-rotate. Uh, so you, can, you have more control on a mellow landing, in my opinion. But it was like something right in the middle between a regular landing, super steep landing for, for a 75-foot ramp and tall enough for a, for a third year ramp. We, which we were never able to get to, to the 120 feet because of the size of the venue. And uh, also the, that third year ramp is not a standard third year ramp. It has like a flat spot which was like plain wood or suspensions and legs. We were trying to get the tricks of it. So when they built that, I told them like they needed to get the duffel pushed down and build the, the belly of the landing at the bottom, just in case something like that happened. Because uh, Fred was second one crashing there on the front foot. His uh, riding partner, uh, what's his name, Octavio, he, did, he had a similar case. He, Got a perfect um, rotation, meu but not And because you know he wasn't ready to, to get into the land, he was like a perfect rotation. He got thrown over the bars too. He ended up just snapping every ligament and tendon on his shoulder. No bone damage, just like just tissue damage. Um, was Fred okay after that? Did he... Oh, he looks okay, no, I guess he's talking. No, he was uh, limp away, he got a lot of the crowd, walked away. He did that interview where he was saying that the conditions were not right. Because we also had rain the evening for the contest. Because uh, this contest started at 10 a.m. on Sunday. And we had rain on Saturday from like 4 p.m. until 10. So it was super slippery. We barely got any decent warm-up. When we did the warm-up, everything was completely different than what it was the days we practiced. Like, traction was different, ramp approach was different, like, everything changed. So there was a lot of tension that morning when he crashed. That, his crash was on the warm-up, Oh, yeah. He went for two in practice. Yeah, he did one. First one was perfect, smooth, perfect landing. And then the second one happened that we saw them. Then I walked into the course to check how was the traction for the, for the third year ramp. And I noticed his ramp, his process ramp actually moved like half an inch forward. And it looked like the stake holding it to the ground 
os da pista like dele, ele tinha, like the, tinha levar o maior número de critérios e declarado campeão. Ele tem uma verdade de manobra. Well, this is uh, one of my three favorite Brazilian uh, riders. Uh, his name is Nicolas Pereira. Uh, too bad, like, it's been a rough year for Crystal overall, especially in South America. So these guys, most of these guys just like do this uh, circus shows. So they barely have any time to practice. So I'm actually very surprised to see the riding level they have with the little practice they get through the year. And uh, this kid was, was killing, like, he was one of the first ones to flip the dirt jumps. And, uh, well, you can see him just flowing pretty good on the board. He, he has one of the biggest flip combos in Brazil. Like, he can do the surf and take a tsunami flip. No problem, but uh, it's a scary trick. If you don't practice it often, it's just a really scary trick. Uh, on his, uh, his warm-up, he was throwing huge heart attacks. But, uh, again, like, conditions change from the practice day to qualifier, to warm-up, to semi-finals. Like, you saw him there flipping the dirt jump. Uh, that dirt jump was really mellow, really hard to flip, and, uh, Dirt didn't pack that well, so it was getting, but it was getting rotted pretty quick, and it was sketchy to play. But like, sometimes it would get sideways, sometimes you wouldn't get the pop, sometimes the rotation was perfect, and you pull for your life, and you're over rotating and over jumping. It was a tricky jump, like it was by no means an easy set. People don't realize that um, dirt, if, like they build it for these contests, and it's only there for a couple of days. You're always going to have issues with it. You know, when you have a jump that sits there for months and bakes in the sun, you know, it's a different scenario. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, when we have Vinny here that builds the jump, covers it, you know, and finds it and gives it a few days to, to bake, then you go right and it's almost like hitting a ramp. But these jumps are built the week of the contest. They barely get any packing on it. You know, just enough water so it doesn't turn into mud, and just traction keeps changing day by day. Like, you practice the first day, traction's perfect, you can do all the flip tricks. And then the next day, there's rocks on it, so you cover it in traction chains. And uh, flipping dirt jumps are actually hard, because you don't have that fat metal traction to, to rely on, you know, on the power of the, of the product. Yeah, I only flipped one dirt hit, but I could pin it as hard as I could through the face of it, and I wouldn't like over-rotate, whereas if I was on a ramp, and I pinned it too much off the face, I would spin, you know, over-rotate the uh, flip versus dirt, like I kind of needed to to get it around. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the deal with dirt, like, never never the same like one day you're gonna find there's gonna be a little bit of, of pop on the lip you're gonna get a perfect backflip and then you rely on that when you go try it again let's do try to do one of your biggest flip tricks and that thing is not even there anymore you, you find yourself on the rotating bar hopping and panic grabbing hoping that it comes around and actually flipping even with all these things against it flipping is easier to do a straight jump oh, yeah, great. I, I've told people you have to put more uh, like force forward to get your front end to drop to match the landing then you do have to put force back to get your bike to actually rotate a flip around. 
Yeah, I mean, it's and also the rotation of the players, even if you under-rotate or, I mean, you over-jump or, or case, the rotation of the players helps you, like, keep on going, but when you're pushing your bike to do a straight jump, sometimes that place plays against you and you find yourself being launched over your bars. Like, hey, this is uh, Marcelo Simoes, uh, probably the best non-flipper of South America. He, he has flipped more to self-flipping after a bad injury, like, he has all these technical tricks, like, uh, one hit, one hit, That's what I had that pulled up in my highlights. He did a box hanger, no handed lander. He went for I've never, I did it once. By mistake, never want to do that again. He was doing it in purpose. Yeah, no, that was awesome. I wanted to, I did have that. I didn't, before I realized, like, literally as we got ready to do this, Javier's like, yo, the whole contest is on YouTube. So I was like, oh, all right, we'll just do that. But I just had some uh, highlights pulled off of everybody's um, Instagrams. He's also, he's also the best guy doing tournaments in South America. No one does tournaments as big as Marcelo does. Like you can see, they're holy men on the dirt. Two like uh, BMX Superman style. On that jump was so hard to get any pop tricks. Like he was doing every like that big double nagging in there, Superman and that box hanger. For me, it was so hard to do regular tricks on that that I ended up just pretty much flipping. He messed up his quick hanger on that one, yeah. but he compensated with his box hanger right there, celebrating to no hard check. No steering down for either. Like, he's really old school in his style of riding. How old is the kid? Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, he's, he's our generation of Well, on this contest, they were using a style very similar to the old Red Lake Spiders with the helmet. Just that use of force there, and we can see here that Nicholas takes uh, three of the five categories. And, and this system was developed by uh, uh, Jose Gaspar, which was one of the judges from Red Bull Spiders. The only South American entity that made it that far into the Spiders to be a, like, you know, a legend of judging. He knows a lot and he's been helping the sport progress a lot. Because, you know, that's good. Who actually puts this contest on? Well, the, this is from a TV station, like National TV uh, Red Global, which uh, would be, I don't know, like NBC or something like that here in America. And uh, they paid the promoter to get like something for the summer, because it's summer down there right now. And, uh, they, they've been doing this for like over 10 years. Uh, well, right now we're going to see uh, Kiko's run. Uh, this kid, he's, he's my second favorite rider from Brazil uh, with uh, Nicola. They're both, I, I love their style and their variety of tricks. Uh, he's always been one of my favorites to win this contest, but he's been having a really bad luck. With the first year I competed on this, he messed up his run. The second and third year, he crashed right before the contest, even though he qualified for finals. He wasn't able to compete. And uh, this, this year, everything seemed to, to play good for him, even though with the condition. He's friggin' uh, huge. Point, How tall is this guy? I've seen a picture of you and him standing side by side. Well, I mean, I, I'm also really small. <laughs> You're not that small, dude. You know, I was like, this guy's a giant. Well, yeah, he's probably 6'5 or something like that. Yeah. He's pretty out there. He's, he's a tall guy, so watching him do bar tricks the way he does it, it's very impressive. He, he can do massive dead bodies and back from shallies. It, it really blows my mind because he gets away from five And, uh, well, we had all this tension before the contest, and I had a talk with him, like, you can see him messing up on his cold overflip there, or, or shallow flip there, because he overjumped. As I said, like, traction change throughout the day. It went from super slippery that you were approaching the ramp almost like like a motocross jump, and then you got all the traction back you get throughout the day, because that's how it went. It was raining at, at one point, then the sun would come out. I think uh, throughout the whole first uh, two uh, runs, it was like sprinkling. 
So he was super scared. So I did. He was doing freaking dead bodies on the super team. Who does that? We all hate the super team. And he was doing the dead bodies on me. Yeah. How old is this guy? Has he been around for a while, obviously? Uh, dude, he's known by an old picture. This is a really old picture of him doing a Superman cigarette on a, dude, on a freaking, almost like a, a pizza delivery. Is this the kid? I remember seeing yeah. stuff way back in the day. Being like, yeah, being like this guy needs a real bike. Yeah, that's the guy. That's awesome. And now you can see him there riding an actual, you know, dirt bike. Yeah. And doing all the big, big, big combos. And he has a nice style too. He doesn't look like all over the place. Like, look at that Shaolin. Like, you know about Shaolin. I've done a few, but they're not my strong suit. And uh, I know that Bartuk's where you're going But you can see he was going to do a Shaolin, but yeah. he fell to his over jumping. Like, he got that extra sort of traction right on the, on the face of the ramp. You know how it feels like. You feel the traction, and then all of a sudden you yeah. you feel it Rural. like a rock. <laughs> Whoa, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, and I was telling you, like we had a lot of tension right before the contest. So we talked. I talked to them. I coached them. I did some mental coaching to them, and told them, dude, right before you go to bed, on this after the qualifying, just go over your run over and over until it feels like you've done it a million times. And uh, that's pretty much what he did, and, and he felt very confident. Like, this is another of the things. Yeah, this is uh, Claudio. He's from the north of Brazil. He's, he actually has a, a real job. He, was at a, he works at a hospital on finance. And he arrives in the weekend. So it's very impressive to see him like, do backflips and, and being able to handle a course like this when he only, you know, just practice ramp to ramp setup. Yeah. It's weird. Some people cannot practice that much and then still be good. And some people are like me. Like if I don't ride for like two weeks, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> well, you Man, if I ride three days in a row, my third day just sucks. Yeah. I still love it, but I'm trying to be smarter on my practice. You can see it. Like he's so right. Right on the dirt jump. Good play, Hanger did, and that seriously, those dirt jumps were so sketchy to trip. And that's why I decided to just to flip them because they weren't consistent. Like, they, if you move like an inch to the left or the right of the main line, you were just flying over the place. And he just picks the right, uh, the third year ramp straight to flat on, on the practice, on practice day. He absolutely made the landing. There's a video of him with the front wheel on flat. And he still rode awesome. It's impressive. Because this guy, I mean, he works every day, as I was telling you, but he also works out pretty hard. He's really committed to, to the sports life. Yeah, I think he's about my age. He's uh, 35, 36. What is and, with uh, this? Is like a, this is like a this is like a vet uh, contest here. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think anyone anyone was like under the 28 year old. That's hilarious. Here, if you went to a contest, you'd have like two people that weren't under 28. <laughs> yeah, most of them are just like going for it. So this, I mean, this guy has to, he's risking it, but he still has to go back to work on Monday. Like, he has to be back on his office on Monday, you know, doing paperwork. I really don't know how he does it. He's really impressed what he does. Like, writing at that level after spending a whole week at the office, it just blows my mind. What is that noise? Oh, that's a... Uh, is it a hamster wheel? No, it's my pressure cook, because I'm by the kitchen getting lunch with Obviously, I'm flicking whip flips. Case is a little bit manic, but... Uh, and again, it blows my mind that he writes at that level with, you know, that amount of practice. Yeah. I agree. How long have these guys been flipping? Uh, probably about a little bit over five, six years, maybe. 
to like almost perfect execution of that quick hand. Yeah, uh, well, right now we're going to see the, the favorite from Brazil, uh, Gilmer. They call him Joaninha, which means uh, Ladybug. Long story why he's called that. <laughs> yeah, sure. he, he used to work with a mechanic that was called the Beetle. And because he was like a smaller Beetle, they called him uh, Ladybug. Oh, so dude, this part was super dramatic. Uh, you saw him at the beginning, he actually flipped the first Oh, no, never mind. This is the first one. He's one of, uh, one of the few guys that does the surfer backflip. And you see him there, he goes for it, traction fails him, so he wasn't able to to get the, the full extension of the trip. Dude, his run on qualifier on, on this part, he does this trick, that holy grab, last holy grab, the last of his shifter. Get to neutral, shifts to second, team bounces, and I don't even know how he freaking made it. He just landed on top of landing, step off, step, step off. You can see his super cross kills, just saving his ass on that one. He's a like South American super cross guy, too. I don't think he ever did super cross, dude. I, I'm just talking out of my ass right now. Like, he actually. No, he looked like a pro supercross racer when he did that. Got it. <laughs> yeah, on the dirt. Yeah. yeah, and then for a sidewinder to... No, he didn't do the size, not a quick landing. And, you know, seriously, it was impressive to watch all this. Most of them were flipping the dirt. And, you know, as I was saying, like, not, not all of them had access to these kind of facilities to train. Uh, the only one that has access to these kind of, uh, you know, ramps and dirt setups and all like that would be Fred, which is the, the you say like, call the only professional uh, freestyle rider in the silk. This guy, uh, besides being a freestyle rider, he's also a politician. He's like, uh, he's almost like a dude. He was freaking whip flipping the third year ramp, casing it like nothing. <laughs> That's scary. The, I'll tell you what, I'd have done that once, and that would have been the only one that I did. <laughs> You see, like, he goes there for the surfer takeoff, he doesn't feel the, feel the rotation, he decides to come back. Uh, but I was telling you, this guy's uh, I, I mean, it's, uh, not a senator, less than a senator, but he's a really important politician in Brazil. So, he also only rides on the weekend. That was awesome, that's but nice. Yeah, yeah, he's pushing the sport a lot with uh, on his position that he has in Brazil, uh, he's pushing the sport a lot. That's good. That's awesome that um, somebody like that is a politician. Like, does that obviously the crowd knows? Everybody knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he turned into a politician because he got very famous doing events like this and this contest when he started over ten years ago. And uh, he's from a small town, uh, pretty much in the center of Brazil, uh, closer to Amazon forest and all that. So he was like the biggest name that ever came out from that, from that town. And uh, he used that to, you know, go up and, and you see, he's a really good sport too. Uh, congratulating his, uh, his competitor for his run. Uh, he used that to, you know, go up on the ladder of success and now he's a politician. And he's not, you know, just like take, uh, taking advantage of that, he's just helping everyone else. Like, he's pushing sports, not only a max sport or motorcycle sports, but every sport, he's helping it. To, to grow where, where he comes from. <clears throat> That's good. Somebody needs to, right? Was that? He said that's good, somebody needs to. And it's better that yeah, he's yeah. in the position he's in. <coughs> oh, so you had to go against McNarles? Oh, yeah. McNarles had a, a bad qualifying day. Uh, he, wasn't, he was struggling a little bit to qualify with, his, uh, with that bike. He said it was newer than his. And you know how new bikes feel a little bit heavy but too powerful? So he was struggling a little bit with that. On the other hand, I was riding a turn, then all I could do was just spin it to make it to the landing, so I didn't have to, you know, be calculating.
He's the world pretty sick, like, on the, on the warm-up, dude, he was blowing my mic, he did a massive jet flip, and he was getting sweet cordon flips, uh, but again, that was when the traction was pretty bad. He was, he was killing it on the dirt jumps, too, he was the first one to flip the dirt jumps, and, and, you know, we all hate that guy, because no one wants to flip the dirt jumps, and as soon as he does, you know, all of us. So yeah, he was doing nice lazy boy flips off the third gear ramp, getting a smooth landing. He, if he wasn't for the mistakes he made, he, he, I'm pretty sure he could have beat like, easily on that. Because he, he had pictures, like, he messed up on that That was slow. Yeah, he underrated because he wasn't consistent. Like sometimes he would get like a gnarly rotation. Some some other times he wouldn't rotate at all. At all. Some other times he would chase it. Some other times he would overjump. He was really inconsistent jump. Listen, I like Brian, but he is kind of a knucklehead. Like he's just gnarly. I watched. Uh, I mean, he goes for it. That's yeah, exactly. I watched um, Jason Thorne. Um, case a, a double at a track all day long, and then at the end of the day, he was like shifted up into third, and he was like, Oh, I've been hitting that thing in second all day. No wonder why I couldn't get over it. I was like, It took you like four hours to figure out that you were not in the right gear. Wait, look at that whip flip. Yeah, that was nice. Was that the third gear? One? No, no, the only one doing whip flip third gear was uh, Right. With all due respect to him, though, that was dumb, dude, because I wouldn't have put the 30 ramps ever. Like, I want to be as straight as possible when you're coming that fast. Yeah, he doesn't look totally comfortable like he normally yeah. I mean, I think uh, he's starting getting the jet lag on the day of the contest. We arrived there on Wednesday, and by Sunday, he can feel the jet lag. That's about um, when it comes in. Because I had the same thing in China. I was good, good, good. The day of the show, like we practiced two days in a row. And then the day of the show, I'm like, can barely even function at all. I'm like, I'm going to die. I didn't <laughs> well, yeah, well, he's like the most amazing and sexiest rider in South America. That's what the system says. Oh, Dios mío. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie, dude. At that point, I was just freaking out. Like, uh, I was scared because I wasn't able to warm up. I was one of the first ones out there, so I wasn't able to get one good clip, which cost me this one. I went for a lazy boy clip, messed up, uh, got a little bit under rotated and crooked. Uh, that's so got, not uh, really a, That wasn't a bad mess up there, huh? <laughs> But I know what I was planning. Then uh, I compensated with a fender kiss. <laughs> I didn't have any other tricks because I was never able to get used to the bike. And I was surprised that actually the judges enjoyed the feather kiss because they said it looked fun. It looked like I was having fun on the course. And uh, well, then I, I did a, a nice secret opinion on that one. I was feeling that third year ran because of the shape of the, of the ramp. If you did the right legging on it, it would give you a nice, nice spin. So I was doing my biggest flip combos on that. And I can always go out to super flips. So that's what I was using. Like really reliable flip tricks on the dirt jumps. You know, I, I knew I, could, I wouldn't fail on those. Right. Yeah, for sure on a dirt hit, you would go with something that you're more consistent with. That was good. That was a nice extension. Yeah, I mean, it was still... I still struggle on that one because I went for it and I normally when I do tsunami flips I spot the landing and as soon as I went there I, all I could see was sky. So I thought I wasn't rotating at all and that scared me. Dude, I wish I could rewind because when you hit that face of that you could see like the weird... Oh, the weird jump on that dirt jump? The first dirt jump, yeah. Yeah, yeah the first dirt jump was super poppy and the second was super mellow. Yeah, but it looked like it loaded kind of early a little bit or something. Yeah, yeah. We tried to correct it the day of the test, but uh, but it wasn't quite there because it didn't rain, so it got soft, and as we rode, it changed the whole thing. You see, like that lazy boy flip wasn't what I'm normally do. Handlebars were a little bit twisted. Do you think that they're looking at all that? Uh, yeah, they noticed. They they made a comment about it after the contest. 
Come on. A gente vê o backflip se tiver. They were just trying to let Kiko win. That's all that happened. They're like your handlebars twisted on that lazy boy. Oh, no, no, no. They noticed that. I needed to keep back. Like, they didn't notice that. They noticed that I wasn't as close to my bike like I normally do. Which sucks, because you want to put your biggest, your nicest tricks on Instagram, but then you go to a contest and they say, oh, yeah, you're just like you want your Instagram. So, you mean on my bike? At least they didn't build you little TP landings and then expect you to throw down like they do at monster truck shows. Do they expect you to throw down at monster truck shows? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they probably do. Who's the crowd or the promoter? Yeah, yeah, he pays you a thousand dollars for the so we were joking that their motto was for the show was bigger, faster, cheaper. Sounds like bad days. Sounds like every show I've been doing lately. We're gonna make it more badass, bigger. Our budget is um, Dude, and they used to try and, because um, it was like a Wednesday show. We did like 13 Wednesdays in a row during the summer. So it was like, yeah. And then it was a cheap-ass budget as it was. So then they used to talk shit on the mic that I couldn't flip it and stuff like this, like trying to bait me into flipping at the show for like 500 bucks. I was like, dude, I'm not doing <laughs> you're just gonna have to make fun of me all the time. When you're, you know, when you're, when you're 18 to 25, balls full of testosterone and you want to at least get laid, even if you don't get paid, you know? Listen, they, they talk Kenny Steinke into it. How old is he? Well, this was, a little, he was probably only in early 20s. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was starting to get late. Oh, was he even the on the course? Wait, how did we skip to this one so fast? I don't know. So, uh, let, hopefully, uh, we can see the, the, the replay of this. Uh, that's Gilmar. He went for his third for takeoff Shut up. And yes. just... Just the bike rotating with Adam. He almost made it, but the thing is like when you hit your flip levers, that actually helps him to come back to your, uh, finish your rotation. Not only coming back to your bike, but it helps you spin a little bit faster. When you go from a uh, server dynamic uh, flip, that slows down your rotation a lot. And uh, you hit the bar finish the rotation. So he almost made it back to the bike, but his rotation was speed. And uh, that sent him over the bars. He ended up just breaking his steamer. I mean, not just. He ended up breaking his steamer and puncturing the wall. He had to stay a whole week uh, on that town for surgery and, you know, checking that his lungs were still working fine. He was fine, though. Like, I was talking to him that whole time. He, he was aware of everything that happened. But I mean, can see that. Like, he goes for it. Goes for the extension. Most of more of Superman. I mean, then you can see like there's nothing to come back. Uh, uh, he goes over the board. And it looks like his other leg actually broke his femur. Like, it looks like that's what he did the leverage. Like, look at his front wheel. Almost made it back to the bike. And uh, I don't want to see it. Yeah, well, I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's always the best. Yeah. And, uh, well, I went up to the landing star cheer for him. Because, you know, like, when you're on top of the world, you're the best fighter. Everyone's cheer for you. Everyone wants to hang out with you, take pictures with you. They want to sponsor you and all that. But then there's this reality. You're down, and no one gives a crap. And it sucks. What they should do so, is when, when riders get hurt, they should have the app. After party in their hotel room. Well, he was at a hospital. I don't think they would allow that. Uh, whatever, hospital room. 
Aí você está vendo o Nicolas Ferreira, que foi também um perto, conversando ali com o Javier, vai sair de ambulância o Joninho. Ele é um dos melhores amigos, ele sabe que não deu certo ali, né? Já no meio do ano a gente repara que o Juninho foi procurando com as pernas à morte e não conseguiu retornar. E aí ele acabou tendo esse impacto bem grande direto no chão porque... A moto, obviamente, ela é que a gente After you Mas see one of your best friends, and teacher, because teacher, Yes, scrape him up, get him out of here. We gotta go. Mas ele não mexe o pescoço ou mexe o menos possível. Ele está sendo, ele está sendo imobilizado pela equipe do Bombeiros. Que foi falar, ele que estava na escuta com ele foi lá na força. não vou dizer que os pilotos estão acostumados com isso, mas faz parte, é parte do esporte, 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 Well, dude, just breathe. Estamos acompanhando uh, o duelo de não, the only Twitch I know is September. I like uh, Twitch. It's pretty cool. It's basically like an online um, like channel. You have to have stuff running on it all the time. Oh, do you, what do you have running? <laughs> Nothing. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, streams only stay up for like 14 days or something. And uh, unless you're like an affiliate, then they stay for like 90 or something. But uh, I could, I, I don't have, you got to stream and do stuff so that Way, give you like your unlocking things so I need to unlock where I can upload videos so I can like upload an old podcast and have it oh, on my Twitch channel so I think there are extensions I got a Google uh, 
cara dentro do mundo desse esporte tão radical. I got a um What the heck was I talking about? I went to change that. No, I totally forgot. About how you unlock your stuff for Twitch. Oh, yeah, I got a a, a plug-in or whatever from um for Google Calendar, that's what I'm saying. So now I can schedule shows and be like, yo, the show's going to be like I scheduled this one. And then on my Twitch channel, it actually says there's a screen, uh, a stream coming up, you know, in so many hours. And it has like a countdown to it. So that's cool. Now you just need a bunch of viewers. Well, we just started on here, so. Como você vê mencionado anteriormente, um dos grandes nomes do freestyle aqui no Brasil. I don't remember that taking that ball. When you're at that moment, like, things are rushing so quick. Yeah. When, that's because you were running around appeasing the crowd. John Matthews said, yo, didn't know this was on Twitch. Just We just started it. This is basically... We're just talking about that, dude. Yeah, I did a stream yesterday, and uh, I just looked up this event on YouTube a few nights back. Really cool to watch. Well, now you got actually one of the guys that was in the event right here. We're talking about it, so um, hopefully we'll have some more of this stuff. Let me check back and see. I don't like it. He's still... Nope, there he is. Still getting into the ambulance. You were running around being yeah, I mean, nervous. They only have like 20 people loading. They had to kick some people out of the ambulance before they could put them in there. Pretty much, dude. Well, and, and, and we're watching that. They're telling us, like, okay, go back to stage because you're about to go like a minute. You're like, oh my God, I really don't want to go. I can watch one of your good friends getting hurt and carried out in an ambulance. Well, you can see how deep, like after two years of practice, it's just like going straight to the finals. John says that he enjoys watching you ride, and he just got to watch Gabriel ride a few weeks ago. Kenny, Cowboy Kenny. Yeah, yeah, they were doing one of those. Hot Wheels Monster Alright, now on contest we got Javier versus Nicholas. Nicholas, yeah. He's going to do it all kind of meditations there right before going out. Like, hey, I didn't want to be on the spot. One of his best friends and teachers just went out of an ambulance. You have no idea what's going on. The ambulance is still there. And uh, just to go out there, play it real, like, to, like the real deal. Did you call him a pussy? No. Oh, uh, no, he didn't need that. that time. That was the other thing. I, I, I think he had valve problems, and I took like 20 kicks to start. So by the time I had to go out, I was already exhausted. You were warmed up. No, not even warmed up. I, I was finished with my routine. Oh, shit. John lives in Alexandria, Louisiana, and he saw me do a demo in the same building uh, years ago. Yeah, dude. What building was that? Um, Alexandria, Louisiana. Is that where I almost died? Is that, no, that's the Cajun Dome. Was it the Cajun Dome? That's in Lafayette. I almost died in the, in the Cajun Dome. That's the one. That's when I broke my femur. I don't remember like a week. Oh man, good times. Great times. You see, like how hard was to be consistent on the on the gap or rotation that you went straight to flat. And at this point. I'm exhausted, so I'm hurting for him. I just, all I want him is to do a perfect run so he can beat Yeah, you're like, take me out of here. I'm not gonna go out. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out. 
And no. I'm watching his like, come on, dude, like, you better than that. No, we know that. I tell this story all the time. Uh, we were riding some shitty demo for like a thousand people. And you're just throwing down. And I'm like, hey, what is wrong with you? Like, why don't you take it easy? And your exact response is, uh, it could always be somebody's first time seeing me ride. And I want them to see me ride at my desk. And I was just like, you're a better person than I am. Not here. Here we go. <laughs> and I just did well, <laughs> well, over time, uh, that bitterness flew on me, and I, I was like, you know what? They're not paying me enough to do my biggest jobs. Yeah. And then it kept growing into like, you know what? I really need this money, so I'm gonna do this show, just enough what I have to do. But actually, I noticed when I write like that, when I write for the money. I actually don't write as good as when I write for passion. Like when I write my best and I'm just focusing, I'm flowing through my tricks and everything comes smooth. But as soon as I start thinking like, you know what, I'm gonna tone it down because I'm not getting paid enough to be doing my tricks. Uh, I'm start be becoming mechanical in my writing. And actually I crashed a couple of times just because I was thinking like, I'm not getting paid enough. So well, I turned it into like, it's the same thing like, uh, you know, like one last jump or uh, anything like that, where you basically aren't super focused because you're not riding at your highest level. You know, it's the same thing if you're pounding claps really hard and then you... Uh, you chill out and you kind of slow down and you relax. Like that's always when you end up crashing. Pretty much, dude. So I told myself like, if I'm gonna start riding for money, I'm not a well known rider. Because I'm not, I, I'm risking my life. Yeah. And I have to enjoy it. If I'm, and if it's for money, there's no joy on it, I might as well just get a regular job. Which doesn't pay us. But anyways. So, well, that, there you go. That that was that good. Was and a look over. Yeah, so uh, I did it once because uh, my wife thought it was taking pictures of me, and then it just got like imprinted on my style. Every time I do a big lazy boy, I, I look over. It's like doing a um, like rooster town looking back at it. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much that. The, then I do, uh, this is like my signature trick, the, the sideways Superman signal backflip, I love doing that trick. Dude, your bike not, turned, I, actually. Yeah. It's not, dude, it's not, uh, on judging, it's not highly valued unless you're looking at it from the back. Right. And that pisses me off. This is a really technical and hard trick, I just, I really love doing it. You see how I was trying to, because that rotation was so consistent, I was just pretty much under-rotating and and speeding up the rotation later on the trick, so I wouldn't over it. With oh, look at this. Visor grinder. Oh, the Shaka. Yeah, yeah they called the fight salmon down there because he was for live TV at 11 in the morning Sunday. <laughs> That's a mad mic trick. And then. I messed up there. Uh, I landed on my and, and I was, you know what? I'm not gonna see past my next jump. But I had, uh, I think, eight out of my nine jumps that I was doing, and uh, I think that was good enough for my run. But this is a tricky part. Oh, here we watch that. Lazy boy player. Yeah, almost head on, on, on the fender or on the seat. That was big. I like it when people stand up and do The no hand flips? Yeah. Woo, that was big. I didn't like you said. I really liked it. Even the video the, uh, in the run, you couldn't tell that you were that uh, far sideways. And, uh, well, this was a trick part. Like, I finished my run. And I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna get a sip of water. And I'm heading back to the boxes and told him, no, you gotta go back to the stage. You have to go to finals. And I did not have it. I was. Where's the hot chick with the water? 
There was no checks, no water. There was <laughs> just hot. So, okay, look at me. I'm just kicking my bike for like 10 minutes straight. Go back to the box. No, no, you gotta go back to the stage. I'm like, oh my god, why are you guys, why are you guys doing this? I'm not ready. You're probably not a good schedule. Yeah, yeah, probably because they did that because they took so long to take Kilmer out of the floor. That's probably true. And they had to, you know, finish on certain window of time for TV. Right. Like, no, yeah, no time for breaks. No commercial breaks, nothing. We're straight on. That makes sense. I mean, that's what I think it happened. At that time, I'm getting the bad news. Like, his stage is there, and I get the bad news that I have, I need to go back to stage again. And I almost cried. Like, I, I, I was struggling to breathe. My nose was clogged. And I'm sweating good, it's freaking summer, 120 degrees, humidity at 80%. I was loving life. It wasn't from Most too much uh, uh, Brazilian yayo the night before. I went to bed and uh, I had to sleep with my mouth open because freaking. Oh, you were sick. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so probably. Uh, that's oh, wait, on wait, top of not drinking anything. Probably. Dude, the best part of it, it's like I we went on into qualifiers that day, and I go back and my, the freaking mate left my window open. There were like two million mosquitoes inside my room. <laughs> oh, no. Two million mosquitoes inside my room. It was hot, humid, and dude, there were more more mosquitoes than anything else inside. I freaking hate it. Was your gear in there? No, if you, no, my gear was not. Uh, I've left my gear out, like in the locker room or something, and come in and just had mosquitoes all over it because it smells like sweat, you know. Well, dude, the, the next morning we're having breakfast, and they have just like these clear vases with flowers and water on them, and there's freaking mosquitoes that are going flowing, uh, like floating on them. And uh, one of the persons that, that was singing out with us tells us like, Oh dude, this is the dengue lung. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is dengue lung. And dengue, it's a freaking parasite that lives inside a mosquito that gives you flu symptoms that you could die of. So, I mean, so far I'm doing great. It's been a week since the last Brazil, I'm still alive. But uh, I mean, I haven't got any better from my flu, so who knows, dude. Uh, Yep. Look it up on Wikipedia, you definitely got it. Or, uh, WebMD, you definitely got it. He's been having a good run this last run. Yeah, this is the final run, and he put it together pretty well. Like, he did mess up once. I think the only trick he messed up was his uh, childhood clip. Other than that, uh, he put it John says, do not stop doing the, the sideways C-grab. Oh, I won't. Thanks, bro. But I, mean, I definitely won't. Dude, that actually impressed me a lot that this guy's him and Nicholas were doing indie flips on the dirt. Because, dude, we were only able to like really small flip tricks. And they both were doing like massive indie flips on that thing. Like, no good at all. Yeah, on the dirt one, on the first one, because it was really popular. And at this time, they're telling me, okay, get ready, you have to go. And, dude, I was absolutely not ready. Like, that was too He did something, that no-handed flip, I think it went long as fuck. On that one, yeah? Yeah. yeah. On the third year ramp. Oh, is that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's not often that you see like cold guys doing big tricks like that because it's harder for them to get away from the bike and then come back in time. I think so, dude. I mean, there's not that many big guys that I've seen do massive flip tricks. They do good flip tricks because all, all their flip tricks look good. They only need to kick a little bit and it looks like a massive Indian, right? Yeah. 
get away from the bike else. They're rock solid. They can get so far away from the bike because they can grab back on. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be like right next to them. Yeah, I gotta be like dragging my, the mouthpiece of my helmet on the seat yeah. just to grab it back. Otherwise, as soon as it moves at all, you will be like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've done that once. All I could see was my wheels spinning and I thought I was going to die behind my wheel. Uh, John so, said... I was saying John brought up that... Um, he's saying he's pumped to see how the level of FMX has progressed. And he watched one dude do a shoe box. Uh, or a box hanger to no hand to land. He said that was his favorite contest. Which we actually, yeah. earlier, we were talking about that. Aconteceu alguma coisa, não sei se foi alguma coisa mecânica, mas o Videgas desiste e com isso o Kiko vai ser campeão. Já ver o Videgas desiste da apresentação e o Kiko chora e a nossa frente. Uma imagem sensacional, uma imagem emocionante do chileno desistindo e dando o título praticamente nas mãos do Brasileiro. It's also you're trying to make me cry on the internet in front of three people. Um, your audio just got weird. I mean, it's not good, that's weird because it was good that whole time and all of a sudden it was like weird. I, I don't know, dude, I mean, it's still, still connected to the Wi-Fi, but now it's bad. Okay. Yours was crappy for a sec. It was you. I have headphones. So, well, that, then, then they're, I'm doing that interview, they're asking me what happened, and I told them, they, the flu just beat. I, I wasn't able to, to keep on going, and uh, I decided not to risk my life anymore. Like especially when you're so far away from home. And, uh, and then I decided that actually Kiko deserved it because he did a better run. He was running better than me. He was in better shape than me. So he beat me fair square on the, on the contest, on, on, on the course. And, uh, dude, I was impressed because uh, all this that I did, I did it from my heart, like, I wasn't looking for any reward from that. Like, you can see there's something I've done. I can't even breathe. And uh, I, when I did this, I, I wasn't looking for any reward or anything. Uh, my only reward was going back home to help. And uh, I received a lot of love from the Brazilian crowd. I got over around 2,000 followers just from this. And dude, hundreds and hundreds of messages tell me like they love my sports and how well I behave. Uh, the of diversity and how I lived this little kid uh, take it home and knowing my own limits. That, that was something that they really respected that I was like, accepting my limits not So they're okay. They forgiving you for swearing on live TV that Sunday many years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I completely redeemed myself. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but every so I did no one remember the Chilean guy that swears on live TV for they remember the Chilean guy that backed out of his last jump and gave Kiko the win. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I didn't back up on my last jump. I was still, like, halfway through my run. I just didn't have it anymore. 
and, and that was a whole show. Like, hey, you guys, since the Chilean guy didn't swear on live TV, screw you guys. Something like that. We need to go back to the um, newsroom and see what that chick. Um, so you know how South American, uh, <laughs> South American news chicks, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, you, you know how it is. You know, the, the harder the news reporters, the less important the news are. They're just trying to take the, you know, the attention away from the, the actual things that are happening. Well, the guy, the guy there on the, on the left or on the outer right, that's Jose Gaspar. That's uh, the guy that's been a judge for Red Lex Fighters and is helping the sport in Brazil develop as far as it can go. And now, you know, he does all these broadcasts. On TV. We're back to see Fred Crash. Are they talking about him? Because he's probably the biggest uh, Brazilian rider, huh? Yeah. yeah, he's the biggest. Cause he's the older one that's been at Red Legs Fighters, Night to World Games. And I, I think he's been to Brazil X he's, he's been around. You know. they, they value him a lot. Like he's a, that's what I was saying. Like he's the only professional uh, rider. Like he does nothing else but freestyle. Everyone else has like the second job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the only one that I knew of. I didn't know of any of the other guys. Seems pretty big down there in Brazil. There's like 15 guys. I mean, it's big for the for South America. No, no other contests and contests and shows on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm getting turning that thing off so it all what the hell is going on here all right take some weight off my computer so it's not streaming so much stuff um <clears throat> did uh they're doing it again next year i'm assuming uh, i hope so i hope so there was a lot of drama in this one uh promoter was a little bit upset before the contest but uh after how everything developed, he was pretty satisfied. And he told me, for sure, we're doing it next year. But you know how many times I heard that from promoters? What how many times have you heard it from promoters? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. Then you never get a call again. It's weird. Yeah, they, they, yeah it, it, it's always like that. So, I mean, I hopefully they do it. Even if they don't invite me, I really hope they do it. Because it's a good thing for the sport, right? especially if it's broadcast on live TV. Um, John asks, are we going to see you do any other c competitions this year? It's not up to me anymore. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm doing that as the jumps in a couple of weeks. They, they're having like this, uh, the nation contest where they have three different teams. I think it's, uh, team Spain, team Germany and team rest of the world, which I'm part of it. Which I'm pretty much, I think it's almost a guarantee, but I don't know. Ger the Germany team is pretty strong with Luke Ackerman. But uh, my team has uh, Josh Sheehan, and pretty much everyone else that's on that team is irrelevant now. Because he can carry, like, he's going to report on Sunday for at the ER with a lower back injury for carrying the team around the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> You just be like, I'm going to sit this run out, Josh. Go ahead and give her hell. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'll, I'll build my bike there. I'll put my gear on and just watch Josh. Pretty much. That's my goal. It's perfect. So, I um, mean, there's that contest. Uh, there's some other contests I would have liked to do, but uh, I, I really don't know what's going on. Maybe my riding level is not up to the expectations of the other guys. I want to do X, X nights in uh Costa Rica, but uh, I didn't get a call for that. Uh, I don't even know how to reach people at X Games. There's some rumors that X Fighters might come back to Spain this year, but I haven't heard a word about it. So who knows, dude? I mean, I'm open to everything. If I knew that I'll be doing contests, dude, I'll be practicing a lot more. Like right now, I'm just doing shows and uh, pretty much I, I want to stay healthy so I can keep doing those shows. But uh, if there's a chance of me doing contests, I'll really get on it. I really got to get them into practice and, you know, learning new tricks again. Right now, I'm just almost going through the motions. I think that if you do um, 
Madrid, you definitely need somebody with you to vlog the whole event for you. <laughs> and you know, I absolutely will have someone to vlog that. <laughs> yeah, and we could do. Podca- I'm sure it's in this room right now. We could do podcasts uh, in that room there, or in the virtual room we're in. Uh, we're probably if we do it, we're gonna do it on the. Well, I don't think we're allowed to have any any kind of broadcasting inside of the writer's area. No, yeah, we that's fine. But, I mean, we could do it at the hotel. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because it's going to be like 2 in the morning and our eyes are going to be wide open. That's right. Dude, you know how much uh, attention it would get if you were at X-Fighters being like to do practice and then do talk to people about it? I guarantee that'd get a ton of fucking hits. At least twice as much as we have right now. That's right. John would watch it. John, would you watch uh, Madrid X Fighters vlogs all we weekend? We a friend, so we have twice. Huh? We a friend, so we have twice as many people watching. But they need to have their own computer. You guys can sit next to each other, but you both need to log on so it says more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're about to cut her off here, but um, thank you guys. Thanks, John. And uh, Nick was watching a little bit earlier. What the uh, hell, Nick? Why do you leave us hanging? Because um, that's he's You know working. what it is? You know what it is? There's no boobs. There's no boobs? Nick's afraid of boobs. It makes him feel uncomfortable. Uh, all right. So maybe some, some dicks. Yeah, <laughs> Need more dicks on here. Nick would be in. He'd be all over. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're going to sign off here from the stream and uh, comment, whatever. You guys want to see other things? You got any events coming up you think would be cool? Let us know. Later. <laughs>